0: Even though the portal isn't technically open yet, the transfer portal movement has been um, absolutely crazy since the final full week of the regular season concluded just this past weekend. Uh, a handful of positions of need for the Louisville football team ahead of next season that they will look to address in the transfer portal. One of those positions is wide receiver. We'll talk about that here on today's episode of the Locked On The Louisville Podcast along with the men's basketball loss to Maryland on Tuesday evening so with that being said let's get right on into the show you are locked on Louisville your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals part of the locked on podcast network your team every day hey what's going on everyone welcome into another episode of the locked on the global podcast i'm your host Dalton pence today's episode is brought to you by sling tv don't miss this week's action right here on sling sling the tv you love for a price that you'll love try it today as always i want to say thank you all for making us your first listen of the day just a reminder the locked on the global podcast is free on all streaming services five days a week your team Every day, With the portal movement already crazy, the University of Louisville football team will look to address the positions of need ahead of next season. One of those positions that is a focal point is wide receiver. Three new offers have been made to players that intend on entering the portal officially on December 5th. We'll talk about those uh, here in just a second. Uh, We'll also discuss the men's basketball loss to... um, the uh, Maryland Terrapins, and then finally, we will conclude the show by uh, diving in to the weekly mailbag. So we'll start out um, by discussing the transfer portal a little bit. Obviously, there are going to be a significant amount of uh, players that enter the portal as there were last season. We have not even begun to... Scratch the surface of the transfer portal movement. Um, it seems like most of the players that have entered the portal or have um, made it their intention to announce that they are going to enter the portal. Uh, most of those players are guys that didn't necessarily see a lot of playing time last year. If they did, they were rotational uh, players. But there have been some starters. But, um the University of Louisville football coaching staff has extended three offers to players at the wide receiver position. This obviously should not come as a surprise. Wide receiver, in my opinion, was a um, top five position of need for the Cardinals. Number four, to be exact, behind linebacker, quarterback, secondary, and obviously number four being wide receiver. Um, Simply put, Louisville needs to address the depth issues. Um, This season, even with D. Wiggins healthy, the numbers weren't the greatest. Uh, Four-star wide receiver signee Devon Mortimer never made it to campus, um, did not um, join the team preseason. So you're already down one member. Um, D. Wiggins gets hurt early on in the season. He's out for the year. And you're really facing some tough depth issues. Uh, Jalen Carter, the former walk-on that was awarded a scholarship in the offseason, the Manual High School um, standout, a former member of Eastern Kentucky University. He uh, had to see some more... Uh, significant playing time. True freshman wide receivers Chance Morrow and um, Chris Bell had to see some playing time as well. And uh, wide receiver, as much as there was talent in the room, we saw at times this season that the team was really lacking a true home run threat. Um, Route running was an issue at times this season, creating separation, so on and so forth. So, Long story short, uh, the team needs to revamp and upgrade the position room ahead of next season. Now, granted, there are some solid players um, in the position committee. Now, obviously, this is under the assumption that those players will return. But you have a solid uh, nucleus of players that are returning. I do want to know whether or not... I'm not sure if Braden Smith has any eligibility. I'm not necessarily sure of that at all. Um, I know he came from the JUCO route, so um, let's see if we can try to find that out. I'm sorry I didn't have that already taken care of, but he's played three seasons at Louisville, um, was – um, celebrated on Senior Day, which doesn't necessarily mean that he couldn't come back. I'm not sure what his eligibility is looking like. But Tyler Hudson, the uh, only the seventh player in program history to record over a 1,000 receiving yards in a single season. He has the opportunity of coming back. I wouldn't necessarily be surprised if he were to go to the NFL. But regardless, I think that that would have a big impact on how this coaching staff wants to address the wide receiver room uh, because you could definitely sell uh, the vision of, you know, coming in and being a number one wide receiver option. Uh, it's going to be seemingly a different offense to what extent I'm not sure, but no Malik Cunningham next season. So there will be a new starting quarterback, uh, whether that's Pierce Clarkson or a uh, grad transfer that is to be seen. But Tyler Hudson's status would definitely um, have a big impact on how the team addresses the wide receiver needs in the transfer portal, because if you were to get Tyler Hudson back, obviously that gives you um, one of the best conference wide receivers back into the mix. D. Wiggins, it seems like he will likely be back. There hasn't been confirmation, but I would assume that the wide receiver room, as it stands right now, the... 100% returnees, uh, assuming that they're coming back. Amari Huggins, Bruce, um, Chance Morrow, Chris Bell, um, D Wiggins. And then you have, if they're signing, DeAndre Moore, um, William Fowles, Kataris Hicks, and possibly Jalil McClain if Louisville wants to use him as a wide receiver rather than, than a defensive back. Josh Johnson um doesn't have any more eligibility so if you were able to get uh tyler hudson back that would be big but obviously the team's still looking to add maybe one to two maybe even three portal wide receivers um so they have uh offered three players that are entering the portal one of them is uh florida international wide receiver tyrese chambers who has gotten offers from arizona state and marshall six 195 pounds um has recorded 21 touchdowns in three seasons with the Panthers in 2021, went over the 1,000-yard receiving mark uh, this year, just over 500 yards. Um, Andrew Armstrong has been one of the um, hottest names in portal recruiting so far, the standout of Texas A&M Commerce, six, uh, 189 pounds, uh, 62 receptions, 1,020 yards, 13 touchdowns last season. Uh, or I'm sorry, this season, uh, 16.5 yards per reception. He has scheduled a an official visit to Missouri, uh, Utah, NC State, Virginia Tech, Arkansas, Wisconsin, uh, so on and so forth are also programs that have offered. The other receiver that was offered was Idaho State standout Xavier Gilroy. Also receiving offers recently from Washington State, Arizona State, and Utah. Going to be tough to take him out of the West Coast from Washington State. All big sky um, conference wide receiver with two years of eligibility remaining. The six foot two receiver had 52 receptions for 785 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, this past season. And that's just three players that have been offered. More receivers have entered the portal uh, from Oklahoma, from Oregon, uh, from Missouri. So there are going to be more names that enter the portal. So my advice to Louisville fans is just to enjoy the ride because there are going to be more players at Louisville that are going to transfer out. And there's going to be more players from other programs that transfer out. But just the notion that the Cardinals have already offered three Three wide receivers uh, since the regular season ended on Saturday. That shows that the team is committed to bringing in probably multiple wide receivers through the transfer portal just to get the depth numbers. Now, whether or not those are going to be starting caliber players, that's yet to be seen. I think that their depth definitely going to address the depth. But at this point, Louisville has, um, you know, some. Playing time to you know pitch to recruits, um, especially if Tyler Hudson decides to go the NFL route. If he comes back, still you have uh, you know significant playing time to offer. So um, the wide receiver position definitely going to be a focal point moving forward. Um, the next segment of the show, I want to talk about the Cardinals' um, loss to the twenty second ranked Maryland Terrapins on Tuesday, seventy nine to fifty four. I will do that here in just a second after we talk about our friends over at BetOnline. Betonline BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Uh, head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Transitioning over into the basketball segment of the show, obviously um, coming off of the Maui Invitational, where the Cardinals got blown out in three games uh, to Arkansas, Texas Tech, and Cincinnati on back to back to back days. Cardinal fans are looking for any glimmer of hope moving forward. Obviously, the um, the notion that this season is going to be a rebuild is fully accepted by uh, pretty much the whole fan base. But as much as some were prepared for the rough season ahead, for the season filled with rebuilding... I don't necessarily think that anyone thought it would be this bad. Um, A pretty telling statistic or tidbit, I should say, that uh, just kind of um, epitomizes how bad uh, the season has started. Um, ESPN Statistics tweeted out, no team from the ACC, Big East, Big Ten, Big 12, Pac-12, SEC have started 0-7 to begin the season. Ever before this year, in which California and Louisville have both started 0 and 7. As of right now, um, the team is 184th in the Ken Palm ratings and only favored to win three of the remaining games Florida AM, Lipscomb, and Florida State. So, um, and even those aren't, you know, matchups that are set in stone um, in terms of being true victories. So, um, When you look at this game in particular against Maryland, the same issues rose and it seemed like they weren't making any progress and even might have taken a little bit of a step back. The effort was alarming. There were many instances to where Maryland got uh, multiple open shots, uh, second chance opportunities. There were um, stretches of the game where hustle just wasn't there. Um, Watching Maryland get offensive rebounds, um, not getting back quickly in transition. Uh, Louisville had stretches to where, you know, they had moments to where you saw some glimmer of hope. And, you know, maybe Louisville tried to claw their way back into the game, but they would then give up a big run. There was a run where Maryland hit, like, consecutive threes in a row, and you kind of just shrug your shoulders. And I don't even know. I'm at the point now where... Frankly, I'll be honest, I don't know what to say. I know that it's a rebuild. I know that it's going to take some time. Um, There are portions of the fan base that are very opposite in the sides of their arguments. Um, There is one side that explains that this is going to be a multiple year rebuild that uh, Kenny Payne was given a tough hand to deal with in terms of the cards he was dealing with. Um, also, you know, that it was hard to recruit with, uh, the NCAA cloud pretty much coming to an end. The other side of the fan base believes that, um, this is absolutely unacceptable regardless of it. If it's a rebuild or not, uh, it seems like nothing at all has been, uh, promising whatsoever and that, uh, the program needs to, uh, move into a different direction before the, uh, program faces um, you know extreme loss over the next couple of seasons. I don't necessarily think that I fall into one or the other category. Um, as I mentioned earlier on with the losses to Bellarmine, Appalachian State and Wright State that um, it's going to be a rebuild. Uh, you just hope that this team can improve um, throughout the remainder of the season. Uh, here we are seven games in and Honestly, I look at this game and I'm not sure that there's one aspect that I look at and I say that, yeah, Louisville's doing that better than they were at the beginning of the season. Um, I think that there are issues with um, the offense. I think that the offensive scheme has been undefined. I'm not sure what Louisville is trying to accomplish offensively other than you know just allowing the team to operate in a free manner and just dissect the defense um, once they get past the half court. doesn't seem like the team is running many sets, um, but still um, there's not a lot of direction offensively, a lot of ill-advised uh, shot decisions. Um, turnovers have been crucial. Um, just overall bad decision-making, lack of moving the ball around defensively, the effort hustle in terms of uh, defending shots on the perimeter. Um Not allowing uh, second chance opportunities, so on and so forth. Maryland didn't even really, um, you know, shoot all that well from the perimeter. Uh, Well, I mean, 37.5% is pretty respectable. Louisville, on the other hand, 25%, 33.9% from the field, while Maryland was 50% out rebounded Louisville by five, but. The numbers here, um, 13 turnovers to six assists. I think that, in my opinion, that's probably outside of the hustle category because that's the most alarming thing. Look, I know that it's going to take this team some time to gel. Kenny Payne said it in media day that this team was a couple months behind. um, Regardless of your um, opinion on the transfer portal last season and the obstacles that uh, Kenny Payne faced in recruiting with the NCAA cloud, whether or not, you know, you know, he should have at least went out and got someone that not everyone would have been deterred by the NCAA cloud, which I do agree with that point. Um, But this team needs guards. They need point guards. Uh, They need multiple point guards. Um, The lack of creation for others has definitely hurt this team. The most alarming thing for me outside of effort is the turnover-to-assist ratio. Um, I saw a statistic today, I forgot who tweeted it out, that Louisville is turning the ball over on roughly a fourth of their possessions. So one out of every four possessions is a turnover, and that is absolutely costly, and it just shows you that It just doesn't seem like the team knows what it's doing offensively. It doesn't look like there's a lot of offense that's being ran. If there is an attempt to run offense, it's not being executed. Um, Defensively, effort has gotten better maybe since the first game. But even then... Um, there's still a long way to go. I think that this game against Maryland, if it teaches us anything, which I don't think that there's a lot of lasting takeaways. I just think the main thing that it reaffirms is that this isn't something this, these issues aren't going to be resolved in like a two week span. I think that significant change, if it does come at all is going to be something that we see in the latter half of the season. so, Um, I'm not going to tell fans how to fan. I'm not going to, um, you know, criticize fans for being upset. Look, this is a historically bad start, one of the worst starts, uh, to a season in power five history in college basketball. So if you're upset, I get it. I do get it. I would, um, caution you to just have a little bit of patience um i i know that that's easier said than done because it's frustrating because recruiting at this point doesn't seem to have taken any improvement um you know what you're seeing on the court there hasn't been any improvement either so look i get it this is unacceptable for global basketball standards but at this point there's not much more you can do at this point i don't see a coaching change being made after the first season maybe i'm wrong But I think that um, Kenny Payne gets a full slate in the offseason with no NCAA cloud over his head to try to address this team in the transfer portal ahead of year two. All I can tell you right now, Cardinal fans, is um, just to buckle up. um, You know, weather the storm. I know it's been a past couple years of of hardship of, you know, dealing with um, the NCAA cloud and uh, things of that nature. So, look, I get it. I'm not going to tell you you shouldn't be upset. I'm not going to tell you you shouldn't be angry and frustrated. Um, You know, that just kind of is what it is. I'm not going to tell anyone how to fan. Everyone uh, sees things differently. I think that it's going to take some patience, but I also understand that the start and the way that this team is playing, I mean, in in my 24 years on this earth, this is the worst that I've seen a global basketball team play. Now, granted, um, my first years of watching Louisville were back in like 2005, 2006. So there hasn't been many opportunities that Louisville basketball has been bad, but um, you know, I'm going to continue to support this team because that's how I am as a fan as frustrated as I am, will continue to break down um, the team um, in terms of performances and things of that nature. Um, and hopefully, you know, this team can get a win soon and try to build off of it and just get some confidence back. Um, We'll now transition over into the weekly mailbag. Um, Before we do that, I want to take this time to say thank you all for making locked on the little Your first listen for your second listen, check out locked on sports today from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only locked on can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, fans, listeners, watchers. um, We're going to talk about the weekly mailbag. A couple of good, good questions that I want to discuss. We just talked about the men's basketball team. So we'll start out with the men's basketball question. This reader asked probably the question that... um, Most people have been asking themselves, when will the first win of the season come for the Louisville basketball team? Um, Needless to say, it is not an easy month of December for Louisville. Um, You have Miami, Florida State, Western Kentucky, Florida A&M, Lipscomb, NC State, Kentucky to... Fill in the month of December. Florida State is 1-7. and seven. Still, I think that the Seminoles will beat the Cardinals. I think Louisville's first victory will come against Florida A&M on December 17th. Um, Western Kentucky is solid opposition. Uh, Miami as well. I just think the Florida State on the road. This is a matchup that the Cardinals are going to struggle with, um, even though Florida State is struggling as well. If they won that game, would I be surprised? No, but I'm predicting that Florida A&M is going to be the first victory of the season. So continuing to move forward, um, it seems like uh, there's a lot of questions about the transfer portal, about the names in the transfer portal. Um, This question is about uh, quarterback recruiting. Are there any names that have entered the portal or that are I guess really the question should be are from a technicality aspect are planning to enter the portal. Are there any names that um, intrigue you in terms of quarterbacks for grad transfers? Um, there's a couple of them. Uh, obviously I think Cade McNamara from Michigan would be one. It seems like maybe the preconceived uh, perception is that he will end up at Iowa maybe, or somewhere else in the big 10. Jeff Sims from Georgia tech. Um, I think that he would be a player that can run Scott Satterfield's system. Um, There's a very high level of potential there. It's just a matter of uh, reaching that potential. So I think it is one of those um, medium risk, medium reward type um, recruitments. There's also Hudson Card from Texas. There's going to be a long list of suitors for him. I'm not sure if... Louisville is going to get into the mix seriously. He's a player that's probably going to have multiple years. So look, I think here's the thing. I think that Pierce Clarkson, the notion right now is that Clarkson's going to maybe redshirt one year and then be the starter in 2024. So I think that the um, the focus is going to be getting on a grad transfer. Obviously, I think it's if Sam Hartman would like to come to Louisville, that would be a no-brainer. Um, I really, really would like Sam Hartman here at Louisville. So um continuing to go on and moving forth um this question is about the volleyball team um do you feel better about this year's team's chance to win a national title um than you felt about last year's team why or why not so i guess the quite obviously the question is that um is this uh do you feel better about this year's team's chances than you did last year's um i'll say no because last year's team was undefeated. Um, and really, I think they ran into one of two teams that were going to possibly take them down in Wisconsin. And the other team was Texas. Um, this year, I think that, um, you know, they aren't, you know, the best team in the country coming into the tournament. You have Texas, you have Wisconsin again, but make no mistake about it, I fully expect this team to be back in the final four competing with Wisconsin to get to the national championship. So um, as mu- much as I say no, because last year's team, I still feel very, very good about this year's team. So I want to make that clear that it's not necessarily that big of a difference at all because you, um, you lose Tori Dilfer and Anna Stevenson, but you bring in Raquel Lathoreau, um who has been, Outstanding ACC center of the year, a lot of, um, you know, tournament experience from over the years and obviously, um, De beer back, um, from injury. So that's something to focus on. Um, the next question is, um, centered around football. Again, if Louisville were to make any coaching staff changes, what would they be? Um, I, like I mentioned on the other episode of the day, I think Scott Satterfield is back for a fifth year. Um, I think that if anything changes, maybe um, a wide receivers coach is named. Maybe um, Brian Brown leaves for a head coaching position rather than getting fired. I think that uh, with how successful the pass rush this team was this past year, being top 20 and, um, you know, points per game allowed to their opponents. I think that Brian Brown earned a fifth year. Um, Now I think that there is a chance that maybe a program takes a chance on him and hires him as a head coach, but um, I don't necessarily think there's going to be a ton of moves unless Satterfield thinks that a Lance Taylor is not the guy to be the offense coordinator, but You know, at this point, there hasn't been anything to suggest that. So that's going to wrap up this uh, weekly mailbag. Uh, So be sure to get in your mailbag questions ahead of next week. Uh, But that is going to wrap up this uh, Wednesday edition of the show. Uh, Everyone have a great day. We will see you right back here.